0: What's going on, everybody? It's Jazz, the CEO, here for another great episode of Industry Talk oh, Yeah, I'm here today with my man, Ace, Ace Boogie. Hey, you ever watch that movie, Ace, Paid and Food?
1: Yeah, I watched that movie. It's a good movie.
0: movie, man. My mom had to, like, take my VHS because I used to watch it all the time. I think she thought I was going to grow up to be a drug dealer. But I think it just made me like guns. I'm not really <laughs> sure how that played a part, but anyway. So, right. guys, we're here with... Ace, my man Ace is a security officer, SPO, executive protection. I mean, the whole nine, right? So you work in D.C., Maryland, and Virginia, or just D.C. and Maryland?
1: Just D.C. and Maryland. D.C. and Maryland, because. like two places.
0: Okay, so about how long you've been doing this? About nine years, right?
1: About nine years. Um, mm. Tell up, people
0: a little bit about
1: yourself. Um. Well, I, I always had a passion for security. Uh, I, I started liking it, and I got into it at at the right age, about 19 or 20, and then what I did, I started learning the skills and knowledge with gun training, basic training with, uh, you know, CPR, and then what happened was, over the time that I got with a couple of companies, I got into supervisor, I kept getting promoted, because I was very really good with de-escalating <laughs> situations. Um, oh, good,
0: we're going to talk about that.
1: Yeah, so it became where people love my management skills and management. And then at first I didn't want to be a manager or supervisor, but then they kept pushing it on me. And then I actually liked it. And then, um, it became where clients was like, Hey, we, uh, we need ACE. Where's ACE. Um, yeah. and so that's how I developed the name because I will find solutions in areas of the escalating problems with employees to, um, federal government buildings, just any little thing, I will find a solution how to correct it or fix it.
0: Mm-hmm. And you said that's kind of how you got your name Ace, too, right?
1: Yeah, that's how I developed the name Ace. And um... So
0: so what kind of solutions do you find? Like, give us an example, because I, I, I love to talk about de-escalation. I, I don't think it's talked about enough uh, in our side of the industry, in the private sector. So kind of give me an example of a situation when you had to use de-escalation.
1: Oh, uh, well, we had like, so we got, I had to work at a NSA campus where they have all the super IT nerds and we had a, 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 a situation where we had a stalker, a female was stalking one of the employees and just was okay. just driving the guy crazy and so I had to deescalate it by... When I caught her on campus, she was supposed to be there. So I banned her, but then she came back. And she fixed she knew his passwords and key cards. And so what? I had to like de escalate it where letting her know, like, look, this is federal government property. And if mm-hmm. you keep doing this, it can cause you some problems with the government and it ain't gonna be too nice and your mm-hmm. family won't be too happy about what will happen. And if yeah. I call you know, them, you know, then it's going to be more issues. So what I did, I made it where it was a, law, a rule, put in the rule book at uh, Capital Tech that if you have family, employees, friends, whatever, you can't let nobody be having access to your your uh, your card or your passwords mm-hmm. and federal mm-hmm. property. So that got de-escalated. It was, uh, you know, so... I, I, it's, it's situations like that. I have de-escalated or been like a situation where we had, uh, super nerds that work for the engineer team for Homeland security. They were what they would do. They're, they're like immigrants from other countries, but they're super nerds. And they will be, they live here and stay in the summer. So mm-hmm. I couldn't figure out, I used to go in this building and do my rounds. And I said, now is it a ghost in here? Or it's just little, no, you hear these little noises. So I, uh-huh. one day I hid in the building one day. And stayed an hour drinking on some iced tea and <laughs> two shadows. And so the kid, the teenagers, teenager adults, because they're like 19, 18, but they're super smart. They're from, um, China. Gotcha. they're from Brazil and they're learning, they're like the high level of IT. They're getting their clearance, but they go to school here, like it changed students. What they gotcha. were doing was against the rules because in Shaw's policies, you cannot spend the night in a government scientific research building. Um, they were
0: spending the night.
1: Oh, they were hide in the room in the closet and they, it was, you know, couches and sofas. And so they would go in there and go to sleep and experiment on it. I, I get it because people get addicted to science, but this science was access to NASA and rockets mm-hmm. and engineering to go out in space. So it was really against the rules. So after 9 o'clock, with your lab research, you have to leave. Well, uh-huh. they, they would stay in the building. So what I did was... The VP and the vice president and some of the like high ups was like, well, "How did you figure this out?" I said, "Hey, I I stayed in the building for an hour or two and I sipped on my tea, nice and slow, because I knew that I was like, it can't be no ghosts in here because um, we would see rocks inside the you know when you had when you go through a um a door you scan a door well some of the mm-hmm. doors the rocks always in them I always you know when you pay attention to to security pop them up. Yeah. To prop them open, okay. Yeah, and so they, but but they put rocks in the jammers, so we always have door issues. And I was like, Yo, somebody is tampering with the door. You know, it might be one of these super nerds doing it. You know, I like so I, I I over time I was just buying time, and so I figured out, and then I caught the the guy from Brazil and one of the guys from the Philippines. I was like, Dude, what are you doing? You know, this is against the rules to be up in here. You can lose your whole scholarship behind this. Um mm-hmm. They were hiding in the science research lab where they make rockets to go in space um, and
0: they were just working, or they were like, What were they doing?
1: Oh, just working so it's a research lab of high science, maybe one that'll oh. take you through there, okay. but what some of the what some of the students do, they don't want to instead of go back to their dorm or go home. They want to stay huh. in there all day and play with, like, high-level science. or gotcha. stuff. Yeah.
0: they super like, nerds.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, stuff the government donated to the school of research,
0: they mm, don't want to go home. It.
1: You know, so it's the safety procedures after a certain time. You can't stay in the research lab. So they start hiding out in there, spending the night.
0: So what happened? You addressed it how? Like, what What did you do? Uh, I
1: went to the VP. I went to the vice president. I went to the dean. I went to the higher ups and, you know, they deal with the, the program. And two of the students got in trouble. The are up. A professor got rolling up because he gave them the password. And come to find out professors were giving their best students passwords and keys to the room. So they got. Uh, it's always
0: It's always a, a higher up issue.
1: Yeah, so they all got in trouble. The VP came to me and was like, Man, you're good. It's like, Man, I understand why you have the name Ace because we would never knew that students. Every <laughs> right. year, so, what was happening every year when the smart meet other intelligent nerds, they would pass each other passwords, but the professor oh. was giving them the access to do it. And so, the it came out that professors were actually giving them, uh, Passwords when they leave and go home, they trust them with all this information, and then it's just it's out there. Yeah. You know, it's yeah. kind of like me giving you the keys to four of my Lamborghinis, and then don't be concerned what you're going to do with them later, you know? Yeah. Absolutely. yeah. So it was a responsibility on these professors. So I, I was like, look, you can't tell me you got six degrees in engineering and, and science and, you know, aromatics, and you're giving keys and passwords to you know to youth to play with experiments all night long and that's um, that's part of the government you know NASA so Um,
0: de-escalation if you had to sum it up for somebody who never had to de-escalate or probably did have to and didn't know how to can you give some advice to the new security officers Um, even old ones actually let's be real Give advice to some security officers on how to de-escalate a situation.
1: So, like, when I work at the synagogue, you know, we have people going to the synagogue trying to deface synagogues or trying to, you know, harass, you know, uh, people in the synagogue going for prayer or, you know, I would have to de-escalate them. When you de-escalate a person, you always be calm, always be patient but firm. But you validate Mm -hmm. them, letting them, you know... I always say you get them to chill out, calm down. And a lot of times with de-escalation, it's all about the energy you bring first to them. So I, never, I always tell people never come hostile to a hostile person. When you start talking calm and chill and be in your right zone tone, that's what I call it. They usually chill <laughs> out and they usually come down on their tone. Um, zone
0: tone. I like that.
1: Yeah, because, like, it's been many times when I was in D.C. at the synagogue when they would do prayer. A lot of the homeless people, you know, that sometimes on prayer nights in the synagogue, they give free food out to the homeless people. They look out for them and everything. But sometimes we get a couple of homeless people who get a little aggressive or they want to be hostile. Yeah. And, you know, we can't allow that at prayer or any time given because we're there to protect. Yeah you know, everyone there at the synagogue. So a lot of times or we have somebody to come might protest or might try to come and get loud and shout some anti-Semitic. So what we usually do is come down the street, let them know, like, look, I'll give you a warning and this is where it could be. If you come, I you got a picture of you on camera. The next level, you gonna, I'm going to arrest you, you know. And a lot of times usually it de-escalate that. Usually, you know, we might find somebody who might you know, you know, yell or shout and then run. But other than that, a lot of times with de escalating, we, you know, it's all about what you bring to a person. That will be my advice to the, the new security. You don't have to be okay. like um, Batman, but when you deal with them, <laughs> be firmly and and use a lot of times people want to be heard. So let them speak their anger. And yeah, then people be- want to be heard. Yes, you. And then what you do, you validate because a lot of times it's all about attention. What they're upset about, and a lot of times when people don't get heard, that their level of energy and frustration go up. And um, a lot of times with me de-escalating people of the highest level, like at a bank, um, Uh at uh, at just. Many places that I have experienced, I've got people to calm down just by talking to them and letting them express themselves and getting it out. And then I help yeah. walk them to number two is to get them to find a solution. What will be positive to effective where they need to be like, what can we do to fix this? And a lot of times they'll be like, okay, you know what? I lost my job, I got fired, I need to leave. It's no yeah. point in me sitting here trying to scream at managers or bosses and cuss at everybody and knock over my desk. Or it might be a situation where. Because you're showing
0: uh, empathy and now they're showing empathy back.
1: Yes. And a lot of times when you do that, people be like, hey, man, thanks. Oh, that felt good. <laughs> or, you know, because I've been in situations where I worked, you know, being on that bank. I think the only place that I would have a de escalate situation was a science place. That was in uh, Rockville where I think 500 people got fired. And we had to walk around all... Huh?
0: 500 people at one time?
1: Yeah, that was like three years ago. That was the most scariest one because at at the company, they only had three of us being armed. And these was like high-level scientists in a military science place. And we were there to deter everybody, to keep the chill, to keep the, the energy down because... I don't know what it was, but it was a place that was going out or they were shutting down and 500 people was going to lose their job. You got your job up to like four months and then you don't have a job. Oh, my God. So we had to walk around all day long and deter everybody. And you got to think, these people's salaries are up to like $400,000 a year and they make some of the highest signs for the military. So what's
0: the, happened during that during that time what is the uh, intent
1: um, at first i did at first i told my the higher ups i said like, i don't want to be here because these people can <laughs> can can go can go put some signs on some tall paper in the air and i might come home and turn to a ninja turtle and then the managers bust out loud i said these people know chemicals and signs where we don't even can't even comprehend well it was three of us that day armed and we had to be there for the client so the client could feel comfortable with all these, the firings that they had. And, and they had like three months before all the jobs would be gone. As Everyone, you know, because it was a lot of hostility in the building, but actually we got everybody calm because what was happening, everybody knew that we was there to keep everybody safe. Um, yeah. And, you know, in that environment, you know, that's a lot at one time.
0: You yeah,
1: know, absolutely. You know, everybody crying and being emotional. But I guess us being all positive, it kept a lot of influence on everybody else to stay positive. Even the ones that we seen that was crying or that might have a lot of, you know, because it's painful to hit at, we'll say something positive yeah. because you got to know yeah. how to. You kind of like when you are in a being a deterrent. And a situation that is escalating emotionally, you have to not be a therapist and a counselor and a security at the same time.
0: Absolutely, yeah.
1: You know, I so you have to tap into in the right, and 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 it actually teaches you uh, the ability of how to be effective with people's emotions and feelings. Mm-hmm. Um, and um, so I learned that a lot that day because I've never experienced nothing like that. But it it, it, um, it showed you to have your, you know, just, you know, to be understanding because it's like out of the blue with the company going bankrupt or something
0: happened.
1: Yeah. As far as me de-escalating situations, it's been many situations where I worked at public housing. I had to de-escalate a neighborhood of fighting, uh, domestic violence. Um, how do
0: you de-escalate a, a domestic violence? Tell us about that because we might have somebody that's listening that actually does housing as well. So kind of kind of, give some tips on that. The,
1: the 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 solution for domestic violence is two things. When you go walk, you know how people go to people's doors, they knock all crazy. You knock rightly, yes. And when they come to the door, you reverse the energy because they, they're expecting you to be hostile because yeah. they think it's okay. Everybody's already like hyped up, so you just be like, "Hey, I'm here to help. I'm here to find a solution. What can we do so we can not let everybody, you know, be in such a, upset and and whatever it is, you separate the two if it's in a, a conflict. Like I had a domestic situation uh, a couple months ago with an Indian. He was um he was just being mean to his wife, and come to find out, I got to the end of the story. I just talked to him. Talked to him. And he found out he was having to get kicked out of the country, and he was scared, so he was frustrating with being domestic with his wife. And then when I got to the solution, I helped him. He did not throw out his paperwork, immigration. Mm-hmm. I helped him throw out his paperwork. I showed him what to do with his paperwork and how he proposed to do his proceedings. And he actually got calm, and he apologized to his wife, me, and other, other police officers. Um, okay. masculine violence—it's just, violence, it's just a, a a misunderstanding with couples, financial uh, jealousy. And it it could result conflict. That sometimes all you gotta do is just talk to the person what the subject is and get some solutions.
0: Yeah, yeah. I hear this is what what for people who are listening. For me, when I'm listening to your stories, I hear empathy. I hear solution providing. Um, you know, separation. So if you need those those key uh, practical applications, you know, always provide a solution, an alternative. Um, also always have empathy towards other humans. Like he said, there's, a, there's always something happening or something wrong. I mean, now evil is evil, but there's always something, a reason why this person is doing it, even if it is jealousy, or even if it is this, that, and the third. So, you know, um, definitely I, I try to push that, you know, have empathy for, for your fellow human. It, know it, that something's powerful. going on with them. Yeah, it is powerful. Yeah, it, you're it, explaining it's
1: powerful. it's powerful because I've been in situations where I've been in, you know, an aggressive neighborhood and when I would see everybody, they are like, yo, have respect for Ace. If Ace tell you to move and stop playing with the dice or if Ace tell you to stop gambling in front of the, the, the rental office or he tell you what to do to pick up the trash yeah. It's time to go to bed, to go home. You do what you say. <laughs> so when it got to the point where the gangsters or you know the trouble, the other bad individual influencers to do good, mm-hmm. just up on that. They say when you come, everybody peaceful. When you come, everybody chill. We don't know how you affect everybody. What are you doing? Yeah. You know? And I say, you sure. know what I learned in the universe what energy you give out, what energy you give back.
0: Yeah, absolutely, absolutely.
1: So, you know, uh, security, when you work in a neighborhood setting, I don't do it no longer, but when you work in a neighborhood setting, you have to be a part of that community. You have to give mm. that energy to that community. You have to earn their trust, their, their, you know, their, you know, their circle, where they know that you are there for their interests and you're there to keep them safe. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And so once you get past that, then people will be like, they, hey, they, you know, they work, they work with you. That you can, you can de-escalate 80 eighty Eighty percent of the. I remember one day my locks was down to my back, and it was so funny because it was a new land, a new landlord took over. This is how serious when you. This is how serious it is when you come with good positive energy to a, a neighborhood. So the, the new landlord over oh, didn't like. She didn't like my hair. So it was hilarious. So what happened was all the neighborhood found out about it. I think it was like 500 to 600 signatures about to leave my hair alone. And so I was flattered. So when I came back, I, it was two years. Let, let's,
0: I was about to say, well, let's back up for a second. She yeah. didn't like your hair. So she did what to you about the hair? Uh, what she she just did. was like.
1: She was just like, oh, how do you get away with that looking like uh, bar Molly with nice, you know, good, you know, your hair's nice. Uh, I don't know how it fits with security. So I cracked up about it. You know, I'm like, okay, this lady, she never it was her first time doing real, being a realtor in the neighborhood. Mm-hmm. I, you know, so you know, I, I've been there for two years. so I know, I know the neighborhood longer than this lady. So mm-hmm. some of the and you know, this is an aggressive neighborhood. So you know, I come back the next few days. The owner, the client calls me and says, Hey, you, you make a whole difference in there. I said, What well, happened? Like 600 people sign a ballot to tell the new landlord to leave you alone about your care and let you do your job because you keep everything peaceful and safe in the neighborhood.
0: That's crazy. That's amazing.
1: And so the what? client told her, the client who owns Section 8 housing called her her to watch her. No control her to leave me alone. Because I have, I have recovered three guns. I have recovered where it's been. Um, the trauma of trouble at nighttime has been down. It's been nobody gambling in the neighborhood. Everyone goes in at nine or ten o'clock at night, and it's been um just less escalating of drama. And every blue moon, when I go for a walk around, I'm, I at I, one time that was like six years ago, I would play basketball with the kids and shoot a hoop with them and show them. Hey, look. I, I, I'm still a human being too. I'm not a robot. Where's
0: this neighborhood at?
1: Oh, uh, it was uh, it was Big Ben's Drive,
0: and that's where's that in Maryland, or, or D.C.
1: So Annapolis. Oh, yeah. What Annapolis did Big in Big Ben's in and um, Section Eight housing, uh, D uh, C, Baltimore. They move a couple of Section Eight housing in Annapolis in a, a rural area. So this. What was happening, the Section 8 housing people was in a different environment. So, if you cross the gas station near Big Benz, you go across the neighborhood, you'll see $5 million mansion. So, what was happening, the Section 8 kids would come out the neighborhood and tamper and touch everything. So, it was kind of like a situation like that. And um, and then, every now and then, you might have a hostile situation. So, yeah. but it, it happens. And you know, different situations will take place, and we have to de-escalate them quick.
0: Yeah, quick. Uh, you you speak about um, on, on. I know that you were a SPO, and um, yeah, I've sure touched SPO. on a, I've touched on SPO in an episode before, but the person was Metropolitan Police. He wasn't SPO, so he kind of tried to tell us the difference. But since you are a SPO, could you kind of break down what the difference is? Because SPO doesn't exist in every state, so can you tell yes, us? Yes. What, spo
1: is so the spo why i love the spo and why people fall in love spo is police but you are police but you're like the look of the real police but you're still police
0: <laughs> that was a nice way of putting it
1: yeah but spo your commission your commission with arrest powers you get approved by a private commission police you have full arrest powers and you can serve a warrant too Um, And so in D.C. comes on a different rule where you uh, work in any government, uh, buildings, companies, because you you can you can work for anything and be SPO. So that's why D.C. has its own set of rules as security out there. You are a security, but you are police.
0: Okay, so you wear what your patch says, special police.
1: Special police. It has the red and it has it has the D.C. colors. It gotcha. always has that okay. patch. DC always have the crescent of the red patch. Uh, it'll say DC or it'll be in red. Um, will say special police. police. You have your, you know, you you set up like a whole police. So you'll have your, you'll have your, your your um your gun. Your depending on the gun you have, uh, you'll have your fatigue. You'll have your bulletproof vests. Um, mm-hmm. you're set up with the whole works. Um, and you have handcuffs. You have whole, you know, the whole shebang. Bang. <laughs> yeah, the difference is, but you have the power. So somebody say right now, hey, it was a couple months ago, he defaced the synagogue. We took him down. He didn't think that we remember the cameras, me and my captain. I'm as, I'm as, I'm as working with him and we kept watching the, cam- watching the cameras. And finally, this, this fool walked past, didn't think that we weren't going to and we came right after him and took him down and arrested him and called the police.
0: I mean, okay, so let's talk about arresting. So you arrest them and then you have to call Metropolitan,
1: yeah, and the then come
0: they can do you transport. Um, so the difference is de- you guys don't transport.
1: Uh, depending on what company, some companies do transport. It just it oh, happened okay. to be that the synagogue, we can't leave. You, you know,
0: know our right
1: operating the functions. Do um, you
0: guys pull over? cars or you don't pull over cars
1: um no we don't pull over cars most of but we m- most of us work in buildings we work in private like um it could be it could be government to non-federal building or maybe a little buildings like like um who hires the company or hire the company as a contractor you get what i'm saying yeah. so like yeah. you know we, yeah so the police do all that more, because it's so protected.
0: that part is more like security so it's basically, you have police powers and arrest powers in your designated contracted area. It's not like you guys just ride around and you're pulling people over in the part where it's not contracted at, or you're, right. you know, arresting people. You're not working the streets. That's metropolitan.
1: Right. That's metropolitan. But Got in it. situations with buildings or any facility that we're working for.
0: Yeah, that you're contracted to.
1: Yes, we can arrest them. Or, and we can just call D.C. police and they'll just pick them up. They'll just be right, whoop, whoop, right around the corner. And <laughs> you're like, man. You know, because they, like... What they be like, whoop, whoop? <laughs> yeah, woop woop, because they pull up so fast. And like, in D.C., you, you, you're you kind of like a fool to come in D.C. to act a fool because you're dealing with like, you're dealing with like seven or six different agencies. You're dealing with Metro Police. You're dealing with CIA Police. you Police. Capital Police. you dealing with, you dealing with like almost... 3,000 to 4,000 SPOs. So everybody out there is could be an SPO police. Yeah, exactly, yeah. yeah. And then, you're like, um, then you're dealing with TSA. Then you're dealing with Homeland Security Police. So it's not a place to go to act a fool and think that you can hit one button. Once you get that 911 call, it's like 30 mm-hmm. people. up. up. So you know. have
0: you ever done um, SPO here in Maryland because when I first moved here, they had more than what they have now, but a lot of them were getting shut down because they we're doing things they weren't supposed to do. Were you working for any of those companies?
1: Uh, I haven't worked none for Maryland, all my companies okay. have been for uh DC. DC. I've been with uh, okay. yeah, I've been with DC because the D you know, and, and it's it could be because DC, what I like about DC SPO will always be. The best, because D.C. SPO is protected by the Metropolitan Police. Uh, D.C. works with the commission and a private commission. So, like, the funding, everything is big. Everything is supported. So, everything that we, what the police get, we get, too.
0: Yeah, yeah.
1: You, you so, know.
0: different companies, do they supply their own vehicles, or does the government uh, supply
1: Some them? do. So, like, some do. Some might – you might have a, a one that might have all the Walgreens or all this contract in D.C. and where you might have – the they might have their own cars. They might have their own this. It depends the setting. Not all of them do, but some, of, some contractors do. Some of them have their own cars. Some okay. of them might – in their in their like neighborhood like let's say if it's a private luxury apartment complex mm-hmm. they might have their own car and everything in their area but guess what if somebody doing something that's not supposed to be there on private mm-hmm. property you am um, different from a security you don't have to wait on nobody handcuffs and their baton and their OC spray and if <laughs> that's against the procedure you can arrest them. Okay,
0: okay 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 yeah oh, um, wanted it to get broken down because people always tell me, since I, I've been here since 2011, 2012, people always go, you know, I'm surprised you never went and got your SPO um stuff commissioned, da-da-da-da. And I never, I never went to do it because I felt like I didn't really understand it. So I'm not going to just go just because... A lot of people mm-hmm. go because they want to put police on the back of their vest. And yeah. I... I'm not like that. I didn't understand it, therefore I did not do it. Oh,
1: SPO um, is it's it's fire. I love it. Look, S P O S P O give you a whole different level of security because you can be in any setting. Now the difference mm-hmm. between SPO and GSA, GSA is federal security. GSA is another yeah, level I, up.
0: I, I did I skipped SPO and I went to federal. I did GSA. That's where that's where I'm recently off from.
1: Yeah, but yeah. So it's, uh,
0: I don't think it's as it's 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 as crazy as being an SPO. You could be anywhere. Usually with the GSA, you're literally in a a federal or government building. But SPO, sometimes you guys are like, you guys are out at the housing. Sometimes you guys are. I mean, you guys be in the thick of it, like you like you uh, uh patrol. You know, like you police. Yeah, so, yeah,
1: yeah. You do both. You so so you in you in between, bro. But you're a little brother of the police because it's more SPOs than it is regular metropolitan police. So oh. a lot of yeah, and we work together. Every now and then you might have the competition because we could we we more firm with our work because we're like we're there we're hands on. But when we call them, they're like our big brother as backup. We're like, yo, he needs to go here causing problems, or she's here breaking somebody's window, letting somebody's tie. I gave her a few warnings, and she said, stop. And then they said, "Okay," Ooh. you know. Um, so they just enforce come back to help us out. But yeah, you can be in many locations, depending on you know. You can be at the Library of Congress, you can be at the Kennedy Center. So, so SPO goes many different ways because DC contract where they made their security is, and I get it. I think all security should take the SPO level where you can have police powers. Yeah. You know? because yeah. it, 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 helps, it helps speed up the process for police because police already do enough and they're already taking on so many different things and projects. So it kind of balances out where you have your little brother doing some of the work for you.
0: True, true. To, to, to talk about um, these different levels, um, I think we spoke before and you kind of spoke on um, how people as far as pay, as far as respect. And before, before we wrap this episode up, which I already know is going to have a part two, because you have a lot to say and I have a lot to ask. And I feel like you have the answers to my questions. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I kind of want to touch, I kind of want to touch on how you feel security is treated as far as how they get paid, etc., cetera. And some of the things that you're doing in your area, to change that? Because I, I think that's important to hear about. So if you could kind of let the people know what you're okay. doing about that.
1: So I'm working with two guys now. I they I, I haven't, I don't want to get a company they, they out yet, but we're forming together. It. But we're working okay. on uh, a division where we can team, we can put all security under one umbrella. And I I do not say I want to call it a union, Maryland and D.C. or Virginia, but we're making something now, putting it together through legislation to get it passed, where all security guards got to make $18, $19 an hour over the Mm. ways of living and have benefits, not part-time to give bonuses, not 11, 12 hours and risking their life. Because when you do a security job, you risk your life, you risk your everything, protecting (laughs) someone's property or someone's personal space. So yeah. my friend is a police officer. He has big contracts with um around the country around expensories and he's working on putting on he worked with police he work he, he he's built police unions. So he's putting something together that protects the security guy because security do everything and we need something in place where everybody have to follow a standard you get paid this, yeah. you get benefits, you get this and this is how you supposed to get paid because we can't have these companies coming out of nowhere making jinky companies doing jinky stuff where they're going to give you $11 and you protecting CVS and Target and then you can beat in the face and you need $11 you yeah. know yeah, no and they're not no even OC covering spread. your expenses Yes, like my my brother one day did security. till I knew all the rules that I had the guy so shook and scared he didn't know who who he didn't know if I was gonna be somebody that was gonna shut him down. But because they gave my brother, uh, uh um, and because it need to be a standard. So like, because certain people starting out companies, you know, people don't know if you have experience for five years, you can start your own company and you can get mm-hmm. licenses and permits. But a lot of people are doing jinky stuff where they get contracts and they give low pay. And they not respecting security officers when people start and this need a body yeah. for insurance. And so this guy, from my own experience, my brother was working for a guy so he knew that I was somebody up in security. This guy gave him a rusty dirty thirty eight that didn't work. And he didn't he didn't he didn't get my brother no vests and he was making twelve dollars an hour and then train him, proper training in a neighborhood that was my friends, my two buddies. One is named Doug, but they want to put a. They want to. We want to put a stop to this because what's happening is is low in volume security and it's low volume people who have interest in security. They might get bitter with security because they had bad experiences with security, mm-hmm. you know, and so. They want to put something together where you get better pay. All companies got to go with these standards. This is going to have to be a standard. So, all companies got to make sure you get good pay, good benefits, and your safety of training is well put together where you ain't just a body for insurance for a client.
0: Yeah. Well, now, on the flip side of that, you want the companies to pay a certain amount, but usually the pay goes towards what the contract is. So, how are you going to get how are you going to get the clients to start paying more?
1: Well, this is why so, we're coming up. So I haven't got the full formula. I got some of the formula, but I guess the part two, I got a lot of jewels to give that information because I'm they're putting it together okay. now. They're actually doing the paperwork now. Oh, okay. We're working with governments. We're working with D.C., Maryland government. We're working with police unions. That's actually approving this, getting this stuff passed. So it's going to be like the biggest, it's going to be a game because people are not following security. A lot of companies, a lot of agencies are not following security policies because you can't keep, you know, situations and give them half of the bar and put them out there and then they don't have nothing to protect them. You should make a wage living in security if you're going to work 12 hours, 10 hours, whatever ship you work. You should be able to live good off of security. That's how it should be. Absolutely. Absolutely. Ford, yeah. Ford had a saying that if you work a job or you work a company, you should be able to have the living ways to live and work and be comfortable and live and work off that company to take care and provide for your family. You don't need 10 and 12 security companies like I don't live in, you know? hmm you should be able yeah. to one or two, but you don't need to be like you know. So we it need to be a standard change, and no one has brought that up or mentioned it. So when these companies be forced to have to do that, they're never gonna have to be a game changer. Trust me, these companies got lots of good money. They just choose not to put it on their employees. But I'll say, not to, yeah. If you put, if you treat your employee royalty, you will get the best royalty out your employees, and I've been proving that many times. Where I got. All and $25 an hour, and guess what? Somebody would call out, somebody said, say, Captain, don't worry about it, Captain, I got it. And I was, I, I would be shocked because the law was so right, treated them fairly, and it got to the point when I left the company, putting in years of time, do you know that 30 people wanted to walk with me because they couldn't adjust to nobody new? Yeah. Because yeah. I gave them so much respect, where hey, go ahead, go spend time with your family. Hey, go see the wife. go see the husband, go see your dad. I got it, I got it. At the point where hey, cop, uh, you you, I cried. The first manager and captain that made sure I get twenty five dollars an hour. Who are, are you? A UFO? What are you like? I'm not used to this, and I said, hey, I want, I want you, you were I treat everybody how I want to be treated. When we learn that understanding of humanity, we'll get so far in life because you give everybody what you want. I want to be the only one that want everyone to eat goods because it's a motivator. We all want to take care of our families and we want a great family. That's why you go to work every day is seeing you, the needs, and the, the tangible need to take care of your family. So that was one of the things of me being in management and learning, you mm. know, because your, your your team is everything at work.
0: If you could give some advice to an uh, officer starting out and how to find the right job or how, what job to take or, you know, however you want to do it, what would be your your wrap-up advice to someone who's starting out what job to take, how to look for a job you know when to know not to take it. You know in that area, just kind of yes. some advice on somebody looking for a security job.
1: Okay, before we wrap this up, so I'll always say this. This is why I always give the I give these uh, points. Always research the company on different reviews. Mm-hmm. Find out what the pros and cons. Are. If they fire and hire a lot, it's a, because okay. people happy or people being like abused in you. Abused in you. So you avoid them coming. Sometimes them companies just looking for people, and they're not looking to inspire you. And another point is, it won't be on. A lot of people want to. Oh, they want to get a gun. They want to get a gun. <laughs> and knowing that a gun, out of water, gun. It's uh, it's a gun, you know place and people are out of order. Also, if you want to be an armed security, get trained for some of these companies because some promise you two or three years, they promise you how hell- <laughs> a mansion and they said they are <laughs> A lot of times, they never they want They want to Yeah,
0: I get a lot of people that come to me like, yeah, my company was supposed to sponsor me, but they haven't done it yet.
1: So I tell everybody that me myself scratch that off the list. Don't believe in nobody sponsoring you. Trust yourself. Get your 1st from um, you. You're interviewing me or anyone that can train you before you come. Yeah, or you can get top dollar first. Yeah, you. They don't give you uh give yeah. you and get you a million dollars if you can, you know, because that's deceptive, that's just a way of promising something. and A lot of times, when they give you the license, they hold it over your head, they won't even give it to you. Absolutely. So, spending your 250 or your $300 from anybody just going to train you with arms, your arm license righteously, and that way, that company where nobody you. enough, hey, you, got your, you look. You know, you ready? You'll stay ready, and nobody can run game They're like, okay, you're okay, okay. You, you know what? I I, 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 give you, because not going to be like, oh, next year, next month. Yeah. Well, um, so give me like some companies. Not, I tell people well, you got to work four years to get armed. mm mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Now, mm-hmm. why should you wait three years when you can do one company? Train for three or four days, get armed, and now you experience, and now you your your trained, you know, armed and de-escalating someone where you could be like, okay, you know what? Now I got this credential. Now I need to go apply for jobs.
0: Yeah, yeah. So so exactly. so, so to 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 sum it up, get uh, your armed stuff through first. a training company first.
1: First, right. Get your so,
0: company first, and and make sure you get your training. And what was the what was the other thing?
1: Oh, research and do reviews on companies first. So, companies, yeah. it's the companies don't just jump in the companies thinking because there or somebody was there. Know about the company first, and what's going on.
0: Okay, okay, okay. Like I said, we're gonna do a part two. Like I said, we're going to do a part two, because yes. there's a little bit more that I want to dive into, but I know that my listeners, they're going to listen for about 40, 45 minutes, and then after that, <laughs> they're not going to hear the information that you're going to get. So That's we're going to break it up, and we're going to get it into a part two, and um, I just want I want you to uh, tell people where to find you, where to follow you, if people have questions about their path as a new guard, where, where can they message you at, where can they um, you know talk to you?
1: uh if they wanted to reach me on Facebook, I'm not on there a lot but I'm on there sometimes uh ace Seegers or uh or they can reach me on instagram at uh king twenty five Instagram would be better to reach me I'm willing to talk to anybody discussions about security. it's a Okay. Way- Well,
0: first, I want to say thank you for coming on and dropping these jewels and some of these things, because I think some of this is really I wanted to talk about because some of it's really motivation. People need to know that they don't have to take these low pay. They don't have to work for these low companies that make you you got to buy the uniform shirt from them. And then they don't they don't do all their promises that they tell you. So I just think that you bringing those subjects up was really good. So I I just want to thank you for coming on and I appreciate you.
1: Anytime. Um, I appreciate you for having me on. Yeah,
0: Part two is soon, so everybody just pay attention, follow him, and um, we'll be back. Um, Thank you again, Ace.
1: Thank you. Thank you. You have a blessed day. You too. Bye.
0: What's going on, everybody? It's Jazz the CEO, aka the Dapper Security Guard. Thank you for tuning in for another great episode of Industry Talk Podcast. If you're not already following us, follow us on Facebook and Instagram at Industry Talk Podcast. Like, share, follow, etc. And listen, if you are contributing, I would love to say thank you to you from the bottom of my heart. If you would like to become a contributor, all you have to do is click the link in the bio or click the link inside the description of each episode on whatever platform you are listening to me right now on. And if you have a product, and or company and you want that featured on the next episode shoot us a dm on instagram if you have a guest suggestion or content suggestion hit us in the dm on instagram and we would love to do that for you we want to spread awareness we want to give motivation tips and share stories of all the people in the industry doing great things and build better protectors from day one so stay tuned for next episode stay safe and keep getting trained